Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. Here we are at the 1950-1951 season of the Bob Hope Show. And Bob has a brand new sponsor, Chesterfield Cigarettes. Yes, we get to listen to how wonderful smoke tastes and how smooth it is. <laughs> this is episode number 464 of the Bob Hope Show, and it originally aired on October 10th, 1950. Here now is Bob Hope with his special guests, Bing Crosby and Dinah Shore. Make your next pack Chesterfields. Then open them, smell them, smoke them. Yes, smoke Chesterfield and prove what every tobacco farmer knows. Tobaccos that smell milder, smoke milder. Chesterfield brings you transcribed the new Bob Hope Show with Bill Johnstone, Les Brown and his band of renown, yours truly, High Aberback, our special guests, Dinah Shore and Bing Crosby. And here he is, the logical man to sell cigarettes. Who else can inhale a pack at a time? Bob Hope! Here I am again for Chesterfield, ladies and gentlemen Here I am on radio for the 14th consecutive season I'm just an old-fashioned boy in love with an old-fashioned medium <laughs> and I know my writers were very happy with the first show They bought a new manhole cover for their office <laughs> The Chesterfield Company is very loyal to its employees They sent me a big bouquet of bull weevils <laughs> I guess they like me, they've eaten three of my suits already <laughs> And the Chesterfield people pay so well but with the new taxes, I'm going to have my salary sent directly to the government. <laughs> that way we eliminate the middleman. <laughs> Me. I'm not complaining about taxes, though. I know you can't take it with you. I just like to look at it while I'm here. <laughs> but more tax doesn't really matter because money is getting so it has little value. The other night in Ciro's, I pulled out a $5 bill and Lincoln said, please, not here. I look so shabby. <laughs> Another, another of the new laws calls for additional income tax. I hear they're not gonna wait till March to collect it. They'll have a treasury man stand under your window on Saturday night with a tambourine singing Uncle Sam's song. <laughs> and I wanna tell you, I don't wanna brag, but Chesterfield has picked me to represent them at the American Legion Convention here in Los Angeles. Yes, sir, there's 100,000 legionnaires in town, but up to an hour ago, there were still two pints behind Phil Harris. <laughs> I won't say the Legionnaires are celebrating, but an earthquake that was headed this way took a right turn at Pomona and said, not me, I ain't getting mixed up in that. <laughs> I was gonna attend the convention, but I couldn't pass the physical. <laughs> you know, those, Legi <laughs> those Legionnaires stand on a corner, and whenever a girl comes by, they grab her and kiss her. As I walked by, I realized I should never let my hair grow so long. <laughs> Next thing I knew, I was in a dark jeep and a doughboy from the First War was telling me I had eyes like Mademoiselle from Armentier. <laughs> and that Mulholland Drive is so dark. <laughs> I guess not. Anyway. <laughs> and what pranks those Legionnaires play? They took the wheels off three streetcars. 
I don't know what they did with them, but now when the cop on Hollywood Boulevard blows his whistle, the Bank of America starts for Cougamonga. <laughs> pushing a house down Hollywood Boulevard. I said, Legionnaire? He said, no, Texaco dealer. <laughs> Be on the safe side. I'm taking the restroom home for the night. <laughs> I knew that would register. <laughs> I saw a great big Legionnaire standing on a corner at three o'clock in the morning. He had a lamppost under one arm, the white line under the other, and he was daring Wilshire Boulevard to come back. <laughs> They really have a lot of fun, those boys, and they deserve it. You know, those legionnaires make a ceremony out of everything. I've been over to tie my shoelace on Hollywood Boulevard this morning, and one of them stepped up and officially opened the football season. <laughs> football season, that's a sports term, meaning I can't make a touchdown, coach. My draft board's waiting in the end zone. Notre Dame player made the longest gain in football history last week. The draft board stepped in in the middle of a play and the guy carrying the ball went all the way to Korea. <laughs> Uncle Sam really works fast. I saw the Southern California game Saturday and the guy running with the ball got his draft card on the 30-yard line. On the 10-yard line, he got his induction papers and he would have gone across for a touchdown, but he tripped over his knapsack. <laughs> You know, the real test for mildness in a cigarette is as old as tobacco itself, and it's the easiest test in the book. All you need to know is this. Tobaccos that smell milder, smoke milder. That's the test, a test every tobacco farmer has used for years. And Chesterfield tobacco smell milder and smoke milder. Here's how you can prove it. Make your next pack Chesterfield, then open them, smell them, and smoke them. That's it. That's right. Open them. Open your pack of Chesterfields, then smell them. Smell that milder Chesterfield aroma. An aroma no other cigarette has. Compare it with the cigarette you've been smoking. Now, smoke Chesterfields and prove what every tobacco farmer knows. Tobaccos that smell milder, smoke milder. And Chesterfield mildness follows through and leaves a clean, fresh taste in your mouth. That's right, Bob. And you know, folks, America's first cigarette taste panel composed of smoking experts, after smoking leading brands of cigarettes over a period of more than a year, told us this fact. Chesterfield is the only cigarette in which members of the panel found no unpleasant aftertaste. So take a tip from me, friends. Make your next pack Chesterfield, and you'll always buy Chesterfield. Once again, we're happy to welcome the always welcome, beautiful, talented Columbia recording doll, the Nashville lady, Miss Dinah Shore. Today, I'll always love you Live just to say I'll always love you Dear one Your nearness is my treasure Dear one 
your kiss is rich as wine And it's mine, yes, it's mine The wonder of you Yours, love is yours Because I love you To you I give my heart So madly, madly beating With every breath repeating, I'll always love you so. Porque me das amor, porque me das amor, porque me das amor. Gentlemen, as you know, Bob Hope is now a member of the Chesterfield family. It's lasted a week already, and just to be sure it'll be permanent, Bob is throwing a party tonight in honor of Mr. Crampton, the president of the Chesterfield Company. Well, it looks like nobody got to the studio yet for rehearsal. I hope Dinah didn't have too much... Oh, there you are, Dinah. I think we're all set for the party tonight. Mr. Crampton has his invitation. I bought an extra soft cushion to put on his chair. Now, what else could I do to impress the president of Chesterfield? I wonder if I could get the boys in the band to come over and lie on my lawn so their bodies spell out they satisfy. <laughs> well, if you wait till about 10.30, they'll all be in that shape anyway. No. <laughs> Not our boys. Say, Bob. <laughs> did you? Wes, just give me that look. Not our boys. <laughs> Say, Bob, tell me, did you order the turkey? Yeah, they're going to deliver the turkey later. Bob, I still don't get it. If Chesterfield was as anxious to sign you as you said they were, now, why do you have to give a party for the president of the company? Well, what's wrong with it? It's a natural thing for two men of our caliber to want to become better acquainted. Mr. Crampton's the biggest tycoon in the cigarette industry, and I'm the, uh, what would you say? I'm the, I'm the, uh... Well, whatever it is, you're the biggest one in the business. <laughs> There's a compliment in there somewhere. I can feel it between my shoulder blades. <laughs> anyway, Dinah, there's nothing the matter with inviting the president of Chesterfield to my house. It's just good business. I still don't see why you're going to all this trouble. Dinah, I've got my reasons. Why should Crosby and Godfrey be bigger men in the company than I am? If I can get Mr. Crampton alone, I can sell myself to him. Hey, now, don't, don't park the car too deep there, pal. I won't be in here very long. Oh, look, there's Bing over at the door, Bob. Were you expecting well, him? say, look who's there, huh? Gee, what a lousy break. <laughs> If he finds out about my party tonight, it'll spoil everything. Don't say a word about it, Dinah. No, I won't. Hi, Bing. Hi, Dinah. Oh, 
boy. Look, Cincinnati dancing pig, we're busy in here. <laughs> we're getting ready to put on a show. I'm sorry, Bob. I really am, but I'm taking over the studio to make a recording. Now, what do you mean, taking over? Why don't you record over at CBS where you belong? Well, my kids have got the whole place sewed up. <laughs> See, the twins are recording in Studio A, Lindsay's doing a tap dance in Studio B, and Gary is making a record in Studio C. Yeah, well, what's in Studio D? The royalties from Sam's song. <laughs> is, that, is that big enough? <laughs> Say, Bob, really, I don't think it's going to hurt you to let Bing have the studio for a little while. Yeah, Robin, come on, now go quietly. Please, please have the good taste not to upset an artist when he's just about to give unstintingly... From his store, his considerable store of vocal talent. <laughs> if you don't mind. Oh, some talent, Gallikirchi. Ah. <laughs> you haven't hit a high note since the night on the Philco show when they handed you a hot tube. <laughs> <laughs> but enough of this. This bickering here Why don't you clear out now? Get out, will you? I gotta cut a record here I can't leave now I have to stick around for a while Why? Just what are you doing tonight, Grandma Moses? <laughs> well, if you must know I'm going on a hunting trip oh, I'll get ah, it That's mine I'll no, take it. it Wait, wait, I wait I got it. Hello, hello yeah. Yes yeah. Oh, I see mm-hmm. Well, just a second It's the tailor Says she's got your tuxedo all pressed Oh, good Tell him to bring it right over I need it tonight You need a tuxedo for hunting? Yes, for hunting what could you hunt for in a tuxedo? I'm going with King Farouk and take it from there. <laughs> I got a record to do now. Will you get out of here? Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. Men have named you You're so like the lady With the mystic smile Is it only Cause you're lonely They have blamed you For that Mona Lisa Strangeness in your smile Do you smile To tempt a lover Mona Lisa Or is this your way to hide A broken heart Many dreams have been brought To your doorstep They just lie there And they die there Are you warm? Are you Mona Lisa Or just a cold and lonely Lovely work of art Are you warm Or just a cold and lonely, lovely work of art 
Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. Ladies and gentlemen, at great expense to the management, here they are, direct from their 10-minute engagement at the Skid Row Soup Kitchen, the Flabbiness Boys. Hello, hello, hello. We just dropped in to say hello, hello. We cannot stay, we must be going, you see. Say, do you know Art? Art, Art who? Artesian. <laughs> yes, I know Artesian well. No, no! <laughs> hey! Why is a Chesterfield cigarette like a beautiful girl? I don't know. Why oh, now, it... wait a minute. Wait a minute, fellas. You're going overboard. You guys killed Vaudeville once. What are you trying to do? A before and after? Before and after? I've been in show business long enough to recognize a straight line when I hear it. What is this before and after? Well, folks, this before and after business is very important to you as a smoker. Tell you how it works. Before you smoke Chesterfields, you can tell they smoke milder because they smell milder. And after you smoke Chesterfield, you'll find there's a clean, fresh taste in your mouth. Yes, sir, and while you smoke Chesterfields, you get more pleasure than any other cigarette can give you. That's why it's my cigarette. That's why millions of smokers say... They satisfy. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> too much? Oh. A little over? A little over? Change your mind, huh? <laughs> Thought my pitch was a little too good, huh? Had to get in there with your two cents? Well, I couldn't let you just stand there. Although, now that I think about it, I don't know why I couldn't. That was a dandy line. <laughs> Got a better one? Yes, always by Chesterfield. They satisfy. There it is again. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Hope has been planning to entertain Mr. Crampton of the Chesterfield Company, and tonight's the night. Bob's at home right now making last-minute preparations with his neighbor, Dinah Shore. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I hope this party turns out right, Don. I really want to impress Mr. Crampton. Do you think I've got enough Chesterfields around the room? Well, Bob, really, I think you've overdone it. You've got Chesterfields in the cigarette box, on the mantel, on the coffee table. Well? Do you think you ought to have them in the goldfish bowl, too? Why not? The goldfish in the middle looks like Crosby. <laughs> but you know, Don, it's very important for me to... <laughs> we have help with that. Yeah. And believe me, it needed it, too. <laughs> But you know, Donnie, it's very important for me to talk to Crampton alone. I'm glad old Minute Maid isn't coming. You know, Bob, I'll, I'll never understand what you have against Bing. He always says such nice things about you. Really? Sure. Just the other day, I heard him telling somebody how clever and healthy and that you were in wonderful condition. Really? Who'd he say that to? The head of your draft board. <laughs> He's just a big, living, breathing doll. That's all he is. <laughs> Just so. jealous because he's getting old, that's all. You really think so, Bob? Sure, take a good look. The skin on his head is turning gray. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, Dinah, I'm going to beat his time with Crampton tonight. I wish he'd get here. All the food's getting cold. Well, you've certainly got a lot of it. My, that's a beautiful turkey. But uh, haven't I seen it somewhere before? <laughs> well, I... Isn't that the turkey you had last Thanksgiving? Well, yes But we ate more than half of it How come it looks so good? Well, I bought a chicken And my doctor did a grafting job <laughs> Mom, Isn't 
Isn't it wonderful what they can do with scotch tape? <laughs> By the way, who's going to serve all this food, Bob? Oh, I called an employment office and they're sending a maid over. She should have been here 20 minutes ago. Oh, well, maybe you better call... I'll get it. It's the front door. <laughs> oh, what is it, miss? Bonsoir, monsieur. You called the employment agency for a maid? My name is Denise. I am here to help you. <laughs> you have a dog? <laughs> now that's me. <laughs> Monsieur. Huh? Aren't you going to open the door wider? I can't. You melted the hinges. <laughs> I'm glad to see the Marshall Plan paying off. It's the maid. Oh, uh, here. Come in, Denise. Dinah, this is the maid from the employment agency. Bonsoir, madame. Bonsoir, you all. <laughs> this gal's French, Dinah. Watch this. Uh -huh. uh, mademoiselle, voulez-vous tout sweet, say si bon in la vie and rose? <laughs> Bob, do you speak French? Just enough to get my face slapped. <laughs> Say, Denise, you're awfully pretty to be just a maid. Oh, when I was home in France, I did not have to work. All day I do nothing but lie on the sand on the beach at Calais in my French bathing suit. <laughs> no wonder so many guys are swimming the channel. Bob, <laughs> <laughs> the party, remember? Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I'll try it myself next year. Look, Denise, you'll find everything you need in the kitchen, but be careful, it's pretty dark out there. Call me if you need help. Oh, yes, I like it here, Monsieur Hope. Working for you makes me feel like I am in Paris again. <laughs> really? Why? Your nose reminds me of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I go to the kitchen now, n'est-ce pas? Ness. <laughs> it's getting late, Don. I hope nothing's happened to Mr. Crampton. Oh, now, don't worry. He'll be here. He's probably just... A... Oh, I'll bet that's him now. <laughs> well, good evening, Mr. Crampton, sir. Good evening, Bob. Hello there. You must be Mr. Crampton. Yes. And I'd know you anywhere. How do you do, Miss Shaw? Hey, Chief, Mr. Crampton. Hey, look at me. I'm smoking Chesterfields. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, but don't you think you ought to take them out of the package first? Uh, by the way, Mr. Crampton, I thought your wife might be coming with you. Well, to tell you the truth, Bob, she could Oh, we can wait. And while we're alone, I want to tell you how proud I am to be working for a man like you. And it's not all business. I even have a sentimental attachment. You see, you look a lot like my father. Well, that should work out fine. You look a lot like my mother. <laughs> see? I told you. <laughs> Please, Dina, I think you and I are going to get along just fine, Chiefy. After all, we have a lot in common. I understand you're quite a sportsman, too. Oh, do you like the outdoors? Oh, I love the outdoors. Whenever I'm not indoors, that's where you'll find me. <laughs> Spend many hours fishing, hunting. Oh, uh, where do you usually do your hunting? With King Farouk. I mean, uh... <laughs> hey, maybe we can go hunting sometime, Mr. Crampton. Well, I like that very much. Hey, hey, that must be your wife, Mr. Crampton. I'll let her in. Well, no, Bob, she's not... Uh, oh, good evening, Mrs. Crampton. I've never had the pleasure of meeting you, but I must say you look lovely tonight. In fact, just beautiful. Thank you. Which way's the powder room? <laughs> Bing, huh? I thought you were Mrs. Crampton. What are you doing here? I'm checking up on you. You're trying to sneak one over, huh? 
entertaining the boss without me. It's none of your business. Now get out of my shack, will you? Why don't you just leave? Uh, is that you, Bing? Coming, Cramp, coming. Oh, looks like I'll be here a while. Sorry. <clears throat> okay, but no more cracks about my house. At least I paid for it with my own money. My kids go to school. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Crampton. Hiya, Dinah. Oh, hello there, Jim. Bing, who are you talking to? The turkey? Why not? I've known him for five years. <laughs> Pardon, Monsieur Hope. Shall I serve the drinks? Robert, you've been holding out on me. <laughs> Just come out when I... Now, you look, uh, look, uh... <laughs> You, you like that, huh? Yes, yes. Very nicely put together. It's a lovely French cabinet. Hmm? <laughs> now, let me see if I remember any of the language. Madame? Oui? Vous avez parlé de France sous une de la guerre? Oui, c'est vraiment de la chance. N'êtes-vous pas retourné en France depuis la guerre? Oh, et là, non. Mais un de mes amis qui est allé dernièrement est revenu la semaine dernière. Ah, j'ai envie d'aller ailleurs maintenant. Oh, je voudrais rien de plus facile en avion. What did she say? She wants me to get her Frankie Lane's autograph. <laughs> I'm glad that's all it was. Three NBC censors just threw themselves off the roof. <laughs> Come on, Chief. Let's get out of here. We can have more fun at my house. Wait a minute. You got a nerve coming in trying to bust up my party. Well, what else can I expect from a peasant? Peasant. To think when I first saw this boy, he was hanging on a hook in a butcher shop. Gentlemen, gentlemen, this unseemly conduct is shocking. Oh, yes, come on now, don't spoil a good party. You know that underneath all this, you like each other and you have nothing to fight about. Why, you've been friends for years. Well, maybe you're right, Don. I do get a little harsh with the boy, but there's something he knows he can always count on. What's that, Daddy? <laughs> If you're ever in a jam, here I am. If you're ever in a mess, SOS. If you ever feel so happy you land in jail, I'm your bail. That's ah, a friendship, friendship. Just, Just a perfect blend ship. When other friendships have been forgot, ours will still be hot. La da la da 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 dig dig dig. <laughs> You know, Dinah, I was nothing on Hollywood until my buddy Bing gave me a helping hand. After that, every night you could find me at the Brown Derby, Romanoff, Ciro's, the Macombo. Really? Yeah, he got me a job on a garbage truck. <laughs> <laughs> if they ever black your eye, put me wise. If they ever cook your goose, turn me loose. If they ever put a bullet through your brain, I'll complain. Now, don't you see, fellas, with such a lasting friendship, you haven't got anything to quarrel about. You're right, Dinah. Not only is Bing my friend, but I think he combines the finest qualities of our greatest singers. Oh, Robert. He has the power of John Charles Thomas, the richness of Melchior, and he's built like Kate Smith. <laughs> yeah, just a minute. Don't you think those remarks about my weight are a little unjust? Have you taken a good look at yourself lately? Have you? It's fatter than you think.
Hold on there, bucket seat. What is it? That's <laughs> a friendship, friendship. Just a perfect blend ship. When other friendships have been forget, ours will still be it. La 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 la, hap hap hap. Oh, thanks for the memory of Bing and Dinah Shore for coming back once more. Each time they sing this gal and Bing sound better than before. So we thank them so much. Ladies and gentlemen, when you picked up your morning newspaper the other day, maybe you saw that shot of a GI in Korea setting up a motion picture projector somewhere along Heartbreak Road. I couldn't help thinking, what a road picture. And I can't help thinking that life would be a pretty dull routine without the magic of Hollywood's magic lanterns. Imagine Main Street without its marquee. Imagine Saturday afternoon with the, without the kids under the marquee. Sort of like Texas without stars, isn't it? A lot of us take the movies for granted, and we're so right. They're like the automobile. They're part of our everyday life. And like the new cars, pictures are better than ever. I'll even say that about Crosby's pictures. He'll say that about mine. I'm mighty proud to be part of a great industry that gives so many... So much pleasure for so little. Yes, sir, a dollar doesn't buy much of a steak anymore, but that buck at the box office is still a great bargain. America's best music and drama, plus a million laughs and thrills, plus two bags of popcorn, you can't beat it. Good night for Chesterfield. Chesterfield, the milder cigarette, has brought you the new Bob Hope Show, transcribed from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Don't you just want to go out and buy a pack of Chesterfields? <laughs> I, like I said before on previous episodes, uh, there's just something about the cigarette commercials that I find hilariously entertaining. During today's episode, you heard more banter between Bob and Bing about Bing's sons and how his sons were making a lot of money and taking up studio space and all of this. And, and there's been references on previous episodes uh, where Bing was the guest, where Bob makes wisecracks about Bing's four sons. Now, Bing's four sons were named Gary, Philip, Dennis, and Lindsay. Lindsay was the youngest. Philip and Dennis were twins, and Gary was the oldest. Now, this episode that we just listened to was from October of 1950. In June of 1950, Bing and his son Gary, who was 17 at that time, went into the recording studio and recorded a record. And this is the record that was referred to in this episode. They recorded two songs. On side A of the record was Play a Simple Melody, and on side B of the record was Samsung, which is the one that was referred to in this episode. Now, this 
record for Bing and his son Gary was an enormous hit. When it was released in July of 1950, it went to the top of the charts well peaking at number three it was on the best sell billboards bestseller charts for 19 weeks peaking at number three and on the radio and jukebox charts peaking at number three as well and on the billboard list of most popular records of 1950 according to sales it was number four so huge massive hit of course, Bing was used to hits, but his son Gary, at 17 years old, was not used to that. Although he was used to performing, uh, as Bing referred to his four sons, they had a group called the Crosby Boys, and they would sing, the four of them, and they would entertain. Gary went on to uh, even have his own radio show for a while, and to star in in guest spots on on TV here and there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the four Crosby boys did not have a uh, happy life. Uh, later in life, uh, Gary wrote a book about Bing and was not very complimentary uh, to to his father. Uh, but some of the other sons kind of disagreed with Gary's take and thought that Gary was just trying to make money uh, dissing Bing after Bing had died by trying to write one of those tell-all books. Well, uh, I guess we'll never know exactly what really happened, but that is a little background into uh, Gary Crosby and the Crosby Boys and everything that uh, Bing and Bob are joking about when it comes to Bing's sons and they're making money as entertainers and being profiting from that. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Wednesday for another episode of The Bob Hope Show and check in on Friday for the next installment of The Life of Riley. Until we meet again, in the words of G.K. Chesterton, one sees great things from the valley. Only small things from the peak.